Bam, what's happening, Ward Wrestling Live? I know you see the women's logo behind me, but a dude in the photos, that's because he is the women's wrestling coach at Indiana Tech, and he is Paul Rademacher, if I totally screwed that up, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's uh, he's that Indiana Tech women's wrestling coach. You can see the logo behind him there. Uh, he himself was a D1 wrestler at Oregon State. Uh, he coached four state champions at Mount Vernon High School and multiple state placers. Uh, he, he was or is or might still be, I'm not sure, the Oregon junior national team coach. And uh, he's with us today. Coach Paul Rademacher. What's up, coach? Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Are, are you still doing the junior national thing? or obviously with Indiana. Um, so uh, was with Oregon when I was in Oregon. Um, and now that I'm out in Indiana, uh, when we went to Fargo a year ago, we were able to uh, join in with Team Indiana and um, work with the ladies there. They, they had the biggest group ever from Indiana um, a year ago, and we were expecting bigger things this year. Obviously, it was slowed down, but we'll do it next year. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's awesome. And, uh, well, it's good to see that uh, uh, from one uh, junior team to the, to the other, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and probably better for you to do it in Indiana now because uh, you may want those young ladies at Indiana Tech, right? Yes, very much so. That's awesome. And well, first of all, welcome. Uh, I mean, you come highly recommended. Thanks so much uh, for, for coming on here. Uh, everybody talks how, how well respected you are in the wrestling world. And thank you. It's an honor to have you. And uh, uh, obviously, this summer has been a little bit different for you, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, thanks. I'm honored to be here. Um, these are, this has been amazing to see what, what you built out of out of uh, just kind of just trying to start something. But yeah, summer's been different. Um, you know, it was different anyway, just being a first year program. So we spent a lot of time recruiting for the past year and then recruiting definitely got turned upside down when, when we couldn't really travel or have visits or things like that. So, um, so we started prepping for the, the athletes that were coming and, um, you know, we've got 25 here on campus. So pretty excited about this group. Yeah, and I know, um, obviously, you know Ashley and Christian really well, and I had them on, and uh, he had said that uh, when this happened, the, the, the total focus turned to just recruiting because uh, they were just looking for a way to how can we be productive now in this time, and, and so they, they learned how to be better recruiters, I guess, or do it differently or, yes. or reach out in different ways. Is that, is that something that, that you kind of have seen through the coaching world? Has that adjustment happened? Yeah, you know, I think a, a lot of coaches try to get creative, try to find things, uh, you know, Indiana Tech specifically, we were able to put together some virtual tours and things like that for, you know, people to see campus and um, get to interact with either the coaches or the admissions people or even our student athletes that are on campus. We were able to kind of put some of that together even this fall for um, a couple of different individuals and continuing to do that for, for people that maybe can't afford to travel or aren't able to travel. And so it really made us better at, at recruiting people that maybe are a little farther away and can't make something work to, to come see it in person. Yeah. I, you know, I was, uh, I don't know who I was asking this to as a coach, but uh, do you, do you think that uh, learning how to do things better virtually will make, coaching different or coaching better or recruiting better or, 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 or having the ability to have better home training systems or better uh, non-traveling recruiting systems or whatever. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm -hmm. 
Does it make sense? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. No, I do. I do think it'll make things better for, for all athletics, but for wrestling specifically, you know, wrestling is a sport that doesn't need a lot of technology. So the opportunity to bring technology into what we're doing, I think might make us, it should make us better um, at things. You know, I know our track coach um, here at the Indiana Tech, he, uh, he put together a virtual event and had like 300 people on it. it wow. It's just amazing to me that if you can do that in one sitting, like if you're able to do that and reach that many people, it'll change the game on who you're reaching and how you can get things together. Yeah. How do you do hurdles virtually? <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today we're going to do the virtual high jump. <laughs> hey, but whatever works, right? Whatever works, whatever works. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good for him, man. Uh, that's awesome. Well, you know, obviously, uh, it's a second year program, but a first year active program, right? If that makes sense. So the yeah. first year was spent mostly uh, putting everything to paper, recruiting, mm -hmm. hiring coaches, setting yeah. up your staff, designing what you want. And now the second year is going to now you're going to get to see kind of what you're starting to build and we're going to get on the mat. Right. I mean, uh, exactly. talk about that process of, of building a brand new program. Yeah. Um, you know, the leadership here at Indiana tech was um, when they announced that they were starting a program, they announced that they were starting basically a year and a half after they announced that they were starting their program. So they were never intending to start in 2020 or sorry, 2019, 2020 was the start year. Um, and so that told me that the leadership from the university, the athletic directors, the, the VP of student affairs, VP of various different things, knew that it was something that they didn't want to jump into with kind of whoever shows up. It was, it was intentional. Um, and to me, that told me a lot about what, what I wanted. Um, they said, you know, go get the team you want, not just whoever shows up. And so it was planned. It was something that we could get a plan together to get the athletes here to give us the best chance to be successful right away. Um, which is, I believe we're, we're ready to do that. You know, we ended up with a, a recruiting class of 22. Um, we had three that were on campus last year that, that are back. Um, and so that gave us, that gives us 25 right now for, for this year, um, which is for a first year program, a great number. Um, you know, there's a lot of programs that don't have 25, even that have been around for multiple years. So, um, so it gives us good, good practice partners, training partners, and good training situation for all our athletes. Nice. And are you, um, NAIA or are you a new division series? No, NAIA. So we are NAIA. Um, we're going to be in the Mid-South Conference. So we will see Ashley and Christian regularly. We'll see, uh, see Campbellsville and Cumberlands as well. And, uh, you know, Bruton Parker, St. Andrews and Lourdes. Um, so we've got seven teams in our conference, which um, makes us a great conference. And, and it's one of the toughest in the, in the country anyway. So. Yeah. And it's pretty cool because I, I've had the pleasure of talking to many different NAIA coaches. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you the truth. Until I started this show, I didn't think, I didn't even know that there an NAIA was a, whatever. I, I mean, I, I've heard of, I had heard of Life U mm -hmm. because um, Omi's a, a Florida guy. And every tournament that I would go to in Florida, you'd see a sign up that said Life okay. U, right? So uh, obviously with his home state, he pushes, right? Mm -hmm. And good for him. So I had, I had heard that name, right? Yeah. 
Uh, but I didn't know it was in any ice. I just figured it was another college that kids go to and they get an education and they wrestle or play football or whatever it is they do, right? So until this, I didn't even realize it. And then <clears throat> getting to talk to everybody in that conference and uh, getting to see how good it is and the, the schools, the education level and, and the opportunities is, is awesome. Uh, one really cool thing was when you talk to like the different coaches, whether it's a male or a female coach, whether it's a women's team or a men's team, the communication between the, like the division coaches is, is pretty strong. Like legit, one coach told me that there's times I may be recruiting a kid, but it just, it doesn't fit for my program, but they're not a bad kid. And I call another NAIA team and I'm like, Hey, you should really talk to yeah. or Johnny. Cause, and we just try to look out cause most importantly, it's about the kid. Definitely. Definitely. And I think there is a lot of collaboration. You like, I mean, not to say that we're not competitive as coaches, we're, we're hundred percent. We want, you know, all the, all the kids and all the good kids and everything else. But if it's, if it's somebody that wants to be a teacher, I don't have that program. I, I don't have that. So we've got to find ways to get that kid, their education and their opportunity to continue their, um, their career, their, their active athletic career and academic career at a place that fits for them too. So yeah, definitely. You mean wrestling is not a major? <laughs> <laughs> We're not there yet. We're attempting. <laughs> We're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> you mean I got to go to school too? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Part of it, huh? It is. Uh, you know, what are some of, uh, so two, I guess two, two part question, uh, your goals for the program. I mean, mm -hmm. other than winning, I mean, we know obviously every coach wants to win and be the best and, win championships but uh it seems like there's always bigger goals for coaches because you're you're coaching uh, young women and and you also want to create great ladies for the future so there's stuff like that but then also uh how does a girl get recruited by indiana tech uh is, is there a certain young lady you're looking for mm -hmm. uh, tell us about that yeah. Um, so first part, you know, for, for our program, we're looking for um, just producing, uh, obviously, like you said, we, we, we want to be successful on the mat, um, but we're also going to be successful off the mat. And, um, you know, our, our men's team kind of set the standard for us and, and our men's team's been around for about 10 years now, and they have more scholar athletes than they do all Americans. And they've been very successful. They've been a uh, top eight at national duels six times in 10 years. So they're pretty successful on the mat. Um, so they've kind of set the standard. And um, so we want to be successful in the classroom. Um, we've got some pretty specific majors, but at the same time, we want athletes that eventually when they get done here, that they still like the sport and still want to go back and find a way back into continuing to compete after they get done graduating or go back and coach whether that's coaching little kids, coaching their, their own kids, coaching um, at a high school, you know, um, women's wrestling is growing at such a rate that finding coaches to backfill for that is very difficult um, to, to get in the programs. You know, I know Ohio has been, been struggling finding enough coaches, even in it's like Ohio is one of the biggest wrestling States in the country. And if they can't find extra coaches to coach their women's team, then we've got to produce them. Um, and so that's kind of, um, kind of one of the big goals of the, of the program is that we have athletes that would get done and still love the sport so much that they're ready to go jump back into it in a different role. Um, and then, you know, yeah. And, and then obviously, like I said, academic, um, 
we want to have as many academic All-Americans as we do All-Americans. And that's, that's not, not hidden. Um, our, our school, our school alone um, had 167 last year. We had 167 scholar athletes at Indiana Tech last year. Um, 23 teams that were, that were academic teams. And all that tells me is we're not going to be able to start on the low end of like, oh, we'll just get a whatever GPA. Like, no, the standard is here at Indiana Tech that we're student athletes. And um, so that's, um, that's one of the things that I look for when I'm recruiting is, is I'm looking for student athletes. Um, doesn't mean you have to be a 4.0 kid, but it means you have to be willing to work hard. Um, even my kids that are here that didn't have the best high school GPAs, they're here doing work. Um, we do study, study table every week and do a bunch of different things like that to get them successful. And right now, everybody's got a great GPA within our within our program. I know we're only five weeks into classes, but we're, we're doing good work there. So, awesome. um, yeah. yeah, you know, I had a, I had a, a young man on yesterday uh, that's at the Air Force Academy. Oh, wow. And he said, he said, you know, the one thing that I've always been told is, you know, I'm a student athlete. I'm not an athlete student. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, uh, I never heard it said before. And, and uh, <laughs> but it makes sense, right? Yes. Uh, so, you know, that, that being said, I know when, when you're on the recruiting trail, obviously, <laughs> this year when you're on the, the recruiting Zoom, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the virtual trail this year, uh, I know talking to a kid about sport is, is easy, right? They want to play. Mm -hmm. They want to play somewhere. They want to go somewhere and play, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm sure the parents are sitting there going, okay, wait, hold on. Education is important. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm sure kids have goals. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be an attorney. But for the most part at that young age, they're just like, oh, my God, a college wants me. I want to go play sports. For sure. What, what do you tell the parents about what your focus is going to be, making sure that you're able to, to not only help them on the mat to mm -hmm. sell there, but also to make sure that their goal is four years later, I'm getting a diploma and, I, and I'm moving on in life. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that as a as a coach, um, it's easy to talk. Like you said, it's easy to talk about the sport. Um, it's it's making sure that they understand the vision of the program is that we are producing people that go out and graduate because you don't get to wrestle forever. Um, well, we all want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, you, you do eventually have to go into a career of some sort. And, um, you know, and so trying to help match them with the parents so that the parent understands that I understand that, um, that, that it's not, I'm just not using that athlete for four years and like, Oh, see you later. Thanks. Like, no, it's, it's, Hey, we're working towards you having a career that, you know, women's wrestling is a lot of first generation college students. And so a lot of these young women have never, even considered college because their parents didn't go to college. They didn't, they, like that was never really a thought process for them for a lot of them. And so as we work through that process of, hey, your career no longer has to be whatever, whatever you thought it was, we're going to create opportunities for you now to be in criminal justice or in business or in exercise science or for Indiana Tech engineering. Like, um, you know, it's just different things that it opens their eyes and it opens the parents' eyes to maybe a different life for their kid that, that every parent wants, right? Every parent wants their kid to have a better life than they did. Um, at least every parent I've ever met. Um. <laughs> yeah. Not mine. 
I want my kids to just fall <laughs> flat on their face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think I, had, I just had that conversation with them on the way home the other night. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I, I push you because I don't want you to be me. I want you to be better than me, right? Um, and uh, and that's cool. But uh, so, I, you know, obviously a lot said. I don't think I need to ask why Indiana Tech. I think answering those three questions or four questions, you obviously um, spoke about the highly academic program there, the scholar mm-hmm. athletes that are coming out of there, the, the graduating classes. And then you know, obviously you're a young, you're, you're just starting. So the goal is these women go on and do whatever they do, but come back to the room and give back and, and grow. And, and they're out there wearing the Indiana Tech shirt and exactly. and repping it. Um, you know, I, I I think I had two on the recruiting trail. I had one yesterday, Skyler Hattendorf. And then oh, yeah. <laughs> I had, uh, Kylie Welker coming up on one at one. Yep. So uh, I'm sure those are two girls that, the NAI world are scrapping over right now. Definitely. Well, hopefully they're watching today so they can look, know a little more about Indiana Tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forget everyone else, right? <laughs> That's awesome. You know, uh, so you were a D1 wrestler yourself. I mean, tell us your story. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm an Oregon kid. Um, so Indiana's a long way from, from original home, um, but this is home now. But uh, I grew up in Oregon and wrestled at Oregon State. Um, you know, I was, I was a room guy. I wasn't the, I wasn't the starter, but I was, I was one of the guys that helped those guys. And that gives me a, I think it gives me a unique perspective as well. Um, with, with the, what we're trying to build here is that it doesn't have to be only the, Hey, if you weren't ranked in the top five in the country, we don't want you like, no, that's not what we're building here. Um, it gives me the opportunity to kind of have that. I spent four years underneath four different guys that all, all were very successful national qualifiers and everything else. Um, and so I just wasn't their level. Um, and so I got to, got to be that, that guy to help push them every day and help, uh, you know, learn from them. And, and, you know, I, I came from a small school. I, my graduating class was 44 and it was the biggest, maybe the biggest ever. Um, it, there was like one year, two years later that was close, but I don't know exactly if it was bigger or not. Um, and then went to, you know, went to Oregon state. So it made for a, made for a big transition if you can imagine <laughs> yeah you went from 44 kids in your entire class to like that's yes. how we're like in the room yes exactly when we started the season it was probably close to 50 and it's like oh this is bigger than my class work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, i mean hey listen but you were uh, you were there i mean they they had to pick you you had to be good enough to be in the room and uh, yeah and, and, you know, and we, you know, there was definitely opportunities that came from that. Um, you know, I was able to be a, a U20 or junior. It was the SBAR junior or whatever it was at that point. Um, you know, I was an All-American in Greco for that um, in 2000. So that was pretty cool. And, you know, again, opportunities that those guys helped me, helped me achieve. And, and um, after that, I was fortunate enough to, to get with a high-level club. And I was able to compete all the way up until uh, 2017 was the last time or 17 or 18 um, was the last time I competed, um, actively, um, you know, and, and through that run, I was able to, you know, get to the blood round at the U S open and wrestle David Taylor and some other things. So, I mean, the opportunities that wrestling gave me through the competition side while I was coaching and while I was working with different people was, was amazing. How'd that go wrestling David Taylor? <laughs> well, it's on YouTube and it, it's not very long. Let's just say feel, <laughs> about it. That's, that's about how well it is. <laughs> At least you got the picture, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, 
I mean, that's one of the things, right? You can, when a kid comes off after they lose, right? I can, I can tell them like, Hey, I've been there. I've been pinned in 14 seconds. Like I, I'm an elite athlete as you know, like I, I, but it's happened. And so when they have it happen to them, I can respond in a way that helps them understand that I understand and that we will just work from there. We'll get better from there. It's not, it's not the end of the world. Like it doesn't, it matters, but it doesn't matter if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like, I always like hearing those stories. Someone, I'll have someone on and be like, yeah, so I was doing good. And then uh, <laughs> I had somebody on and they were like, well, my first time to Fargo, <laughs> I had Henry Cejudo and someone else, they said in their bracket. And I was like, How'd that go? Well, I ended up fourth or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody, everything everybody says about David Taylor, like being longer than he seems or stronger than he seems, that's all true. I can speak from experience. It happened. Yeah. I have been physically manhandled by him. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You know, the growth of women's wrestling has been obviously amazing. Look, another another school opening. Um, yeah. And I've talked to a few, I think, this summer that are new women's programs mm -hmm. in AI. So not just new women, but new men programs open up too. So, but, but, but we're on women here. So the growth of women's wrestling has been amazing. Uh, more programs in the NAI are opening up like yourself. That's got to mean big things. Um, the division series starting to say, yes, we'll mm -hmm. take it. Division mm -hmm. one, it looks like, is on the cusp of of doing it right and then talking to christian uh he advised me that now in 2024 there's going to be beach wrestling for the ladies on the olympic level so all this stuff coming tonight you've got uh beat the streets you've got some, some great ladies on there right mm -hmm. uh that are wrestling fedek your friend we're gonna get we're gonna get her good your friend the legendary yes. Ashley Sword will be coaching in the corner tonight. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for her smiley face with the eyes like looking up. Oh, great. <laughs> but uh, she's probably, I don't know where they're, where are they wrestling? Is it New York somewhere? They are in New York somewhere, but I don't know the location. It may not be a disclosed location. It may be a, a secret. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets. <laughs> <laughs> But, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, what does all that mean for, for the growth of women's sports? And then, like I spoke earlier, there's young ladies coming up that are amazing. I mean, like I, I, I've had some on. Uh, I had one on yesterday. I have one on today. Both of them competing at who's number one. Um, but there's some real badasses that in this next wave. Um, what are you seeing as far as, as women's wrestling right now? Well, it's, it's amazing the growth, um, you know, like you said, the, the college programs adding um, the, the opportunities, you know, just right here where, where I'm at, um, we went from being, you know, Adrian's about two, two and a half hours away. Um, we went from being the only program within about a two, two and a half hour circle aside from Adrian to now Lord's at it and now trying at it. And I believe you talked to both of their coaches um, earlier this summer, which is awesome. Um, but now both of those programs are also within that two hour, two and a half hour radius. And that gives us really that, um, 
that competition base and gives us a couple different things, obviously makes recruiting harder, which maybe not as fun for me, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, as we, as we look at that, that's going to continue to produce um, that next level and that next group. And, um, you know, I, and I think, you know, I, I've heard Terry say it, I've heard various different people say it, but like, why don't we want the second, the second half of the population, the other gender involved? And it, that's such a huge part because now we've got, moms that wrestled and obviously they're supportive of it because they know all the lessons that they learned from it and now the sport goes from being a niche sport a, a you know kind of smaller population sport to growing to that rapid level and i you know i think that's going to happen over the next timeline like as we continue to get the athletes that have grow up be parents start getting their kids into it and and just the the way that it can explode that way is is that's how the other sports did it um so it's exciting to to see that future and then you know like you said the idea of having another women's wrestling style in the olympics is uh just amazing you know it's it's um it's a different it's a different sport it's a different thought process it's it's some things but um you know the opportunity to watch it last year you know i was i was there in vegas support nationally and watched it and was like this is amazing and <laughs> um so like the opportunity for for the women to to see that and then um you know i think they'll pick it up too because it's it's something that's fun it's a it's a it's again the combative spirit is is something that's in every human um so it's not just a male or female it's it's a human thing and the fact that we can get that going forward is going to continue to expound, I think. Well, I think young, <clears throat> first of all, young athletes dream, right? Yeah. And, and young girls dream just like young boys dream. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of young girls are saying, okay, my way to the next level, whether it's college, worlds, Olympics, has always been soccer or softball or or women's basketball, or, or, you know, or swimming, you know, diving, those are the sports that we see, uh, gymnastics, right? Now, now we see women's wrestling on the Olympic level. So now they can say, well, I can do that too. And then to yeah. add the beach level on there. Uh, now they say I can do that too. So now, now girls aren't limited to just deciding that I want to be a soccer player, or I want to be a basketball player. They can say, well, look at that, I can get to college and I can get Mm -hmm. pro level or world level by doing this as well and man i mean you talk to like the beach volleyball girls man they've had a great living get to play beach volleyball travel the world how cool <laughs> would it be to be on beaches all the time yeah you're on a beach and you wrestle I mean, you get like my ties when you're done i mean that's pretty cool right like that's your gets a my tie loser gets water <laughs> that'd be cool um you know, what advice, uh, you know, when you're out recruiting and you're talking to young ladies or you're doing any, any of your speaking engagements, mm -hmm. um, what advice do you give them to, to make sure they're preparing for the next level? You know, you know, for example, obviously the mindset, obviously, the, you know, you're going to be mom or dad or parent figures not there to wake you up and make sure you go to class anymore, right? But, yeah. uh, but also, uh, you know, a lot of the girls, too, are folk style, right? So... Mm -hmm transition to freestyle or or they're wrestling only boys yeah and they've got to learn to now go from wrestling legs to wrestling upper body to doing things <laughs> differently i mean what are some of those things that that you, you you kind of try to instill in them 
to do something little by little to, to get at least somewhat ready for, for what's up next? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would start with just the, the thought of like, even to get to that next level, don't be afraid to reach out to a coach. Um, coaches are always looking, um, and they can only be at so many events, um, or follow so many events. So if you're looking at a place, reach out, um, website information has everybody, every coach's info, um, whether it's phone numbers, emails, the recruit form, all that kind of stuff. So start there and take a little initiative because that tells me that you've already looked at some of the things that I would basically want to know first. Like, do you know our school? Do you know who I am? Do you know what the, um, you know, do you know what the program is about? Do, do we have your major? Um, and those kind of things are like starters because that gives me some information about that individual to begin with. Um, cause we don't want somebody that needs a parent. I don't want to say we don't want them, but like, if you need your parent to wake you up at 6am to go to school every day, that's going to be hard when you get to college because that parent isn't there and your roommate's not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> cause your roommate's trying to figure out how to do it too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so like you they're know, not gonna make you eggs in the morning <laughs> nobody's doing it yes. <laughs> and and so getting that that kind of stuff and a little bit of self self-starter helps a ton um and and it tells the coaches that that is somebody that they're gonna want um so that kind of stuff is really big that's awesome yeah so you know before we get into our fun 10 questions here mm-hmm. uh somebody told me that that you have a little hobby of fighting wildfires. So, yeah. How, shouldn't you be in Oregon right now? I Believe me, uh, every bit of me wanted to be back there last week. Um, First of all, our thoughts and prayers go out to the people yes. of Oregon. Uh, you know, hopefully things are getting under control. Hopefully people are not dying and they're getting people out of their homes and stuff. And uh, so first of all, our condolences are there with them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Talk about that. That had to be, um, well, I, I don't want to say like fun, not fun, cool experience, scary experience. Like th- there's got to be a lot of feelings. It just depends on the yeah. situation, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it was, I, I loved every minute, um, even the hard moments. Um, you know, at the moment I probably didn't, but when I look back on it, I definitely did. Um, and, you know, I was, I was on a hotshot crew for, for nine years up in Washington and we traveled the country, went everywhere from Alaska to North Carolina, um, and, you know, got to see everything in between. Um, I think, I think we went to somewhere around 17 or 18 different States that we actually fought fire in, let alone driving through different places to get places, um, you know, in, in a 10 year period, which is amazing. Um, and then you know, one of the other big perks of that was that it was a summer job. So I didn't have to work in the winter. Um, it paid enough that I didn't have to work in the winter and then could coach all winter. So it was a great yin and yang. I'd spend all summer fighting fires, traveling the country, come back and coach my high school team and give them all the attention that they could ever need because I didn't have to, didn't have to go work and on top of it. So it made it, made it pretty great. Um, and you know, there were long hikes, steep ground, uh, you know, danger around the corner which for an adrenaline junkie helps <laughs> how are I'm, I'm sure a lot of your friends right now are mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me are in Oregon and are trying to combat what's going on there um uh, how how is it going uh, what have you heard it, are they are they getting stuff contained I mean 
Yeah, um, places are, um, you know, the, the big part of what happened was it was a significant event. Um, it was a it was one of those things that that only happens every so often, you know, maybe once a summer, more than likely once every five or six or eight or 10 summers. Um, and so some winds moved through and, and um, changed the direction of, of where the fire should have been burning or, or even um, that kind of stuff. And it made it drier and made it, uh, you know, with the winds, winds and flames, if you don't know, makes things move fast. <laughs> um, but things are, things are slowing down. Um, in fact, I saw something that said, uh, said they were getting a, a storm coming in um, sometime in the next couple of days that should bring some rain. Uh, snow to the mountains, um, which we've been making fun of our Wyoming athlete on, on campus because uh, the, her her house got like a foot of snow like just a couple days ago. It's like, oh. how are you getting snow already? Where are you from? Like Siberia? Yeah. Did you see what happened in Colorado the other day? Like uh, I, I saw um, what's Coach Medina posted like one day there was snow on the ground. The next day it was summer again. Like how'd that happen? <laughs> crazy well, that's cool. it's good to hear they're getting under control i do know that's something that's your passion you did it for a long time and um uh thanks to the legendary ashley sword for giving me the heads up yeah. yes <laughs> uh, and by the way ashley good luck tonight i hope vic kicks some ass uh you and christian out there doing big things uh go vic kick yep. some ass uh do a good job um all right 10 questions you ready okay Nothing about Fort Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, I, <laughs> All right. Tofu or portobellos? Uh, tofu, because you can make it taste like whatever you want. Ah, nice. It has no flavor, so you have to create it. Nice. Okay, here we go. Arabian or thoroughbred? Uh, Arabians are pretty. Yeah, I hear, you're a, I hear you're a horse fanatic. So yes, my wife does Oldenburg, so that that's a that's a whole nother breed. <laughs> uh, eggplant parmesan or pasta? Pasta. Yeah, I'm a pasta guy. <laughs> All right, Appaloosas or American quarters? Appaloosa. All right. I like the color. <laughs> PB and J's or veggie burgers? Whew. I like a good PB and J. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, Morgans or Warm Bloods? Warm Bloods, yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Bean Dip or Guac? Guac every time. Every time. <laughs> Grade horses or ponies? Ponies are cute. <laughs> I, I, I think I'd like to have a pony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking around the house, right? That's Just right. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, boy. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna give my wife ideas here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll name him Mr. Ed. <laughs> Probably dating ourselves if we talk yes, about yes, that, exactly. Right? Kids are like, who the hell's Mr. Ed? <laughs> They're like, this is a rotary phone. This yes. is my yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I hear two of your favorites: grilled cheese. Or mozzarella sticks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they are uh, mozzarella sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can eat mozzarella sticks every meal. And there's a place down here. You know, I've I've still been um, a little afraid to eat in at a restaurant. Okay. Yeah. I still do mm -hmm. like to go stuff. Um, there's a place here. They make them homemade, and they come out like a just a big square block, like nice. Great crime. I mean, 
I think I have a picture of me once, like going like this, and yes, <laughs> just I like it. Yes. Although I have to admit, uh, I have to admit that cheese curds aren't a thing on the West Coast. Like they don't exist. So when I first had a cheese curd out here in the Midwest, I, that changed everything. That's a whole it's a whole game, right? It's a different game now too. <laughs> well, to, I've got a Wisconsin girl coming on at one. I have to ask yeah. her if she does cheese curds. Uh, exactly. <laughs> gated breeds or draft breeds drafts drafts are awesome and then i added one more okay i gave you an 11. yes i went hagen or ben and jerry's hagen yes because <laughs> i did hear your passion for ice cream is big. all the ice cream give me all the ice cream <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome hey coach man this has been awesome what you know one of my favorite shows ever, man. You're awesome to talk to. You're great to talk to. Thank you. Yeah, keep Thank kicking you. life's ass out there, man. Uh, I look forward to rooting. We're, we're gonna. It's gonna take a couple of years, but we will. That's a pun back. Yes, <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, I'm a fan. Go Indiana Tech. I'll be rooting for you. Um, Thank you. Don't worry, Ashley. I'll root for you too. Uh, <laughs> nobody's listening to this. <laughs> and. Uh, and, and uh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to see women's wrestling growing. I'm excited to get the opportunity to talk to you. And yeah. uh, this has definitely been fun. Anytime you want to do it again, you know how to get a hold of me. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. I'm honored to, to get to talk to everybody and, and uh, get to talk to you. And, and this is amazing what you got put together here. So keep up the good work, please, because it's fun. Awesome. Thank you. Andy Cook says, proud of you, coach. <laughs> yes. That's uh, my boy. <laughs> P.S. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I like right. it. Well, you're listening no more because I'm ending the show. Mike Horvath, great show. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, Thanks. buddy. See you.